Hello friends, and welcome back to Mixology, where today we're going to be taking a look at the Kinks' 1966 album, Face to Face. Accidentally in a little discotheque And she acted oh so friendly To every fella that she met Recorded in April and June of 1966 and released in October of the same year, Face to Face would see a great evolution in Ray Davies' songwriting, from further extension of his social commentary in things like House in the Country and Most Exclusive Residence for Sale, and also into his own sort of personal life with tracks such as Too Much On My Mind and Rainy Day in June, both leading the charge there. But interestingly, despite this being the first Kinks album to get a stereo mix since their debut a couple of years earlier, the stereo mix here is very narrow and almost mono for the most part, with some tracks basically being mono slightly panned and some being very narrowly panned, which actually leads some quite nice sounding stereo mixes for this period, despite almost being mono mixes, making the differences kind of easier to pick out but also harder at the same time. Certain things that do stand out though is that the stereo mix generally is brighter with the mono almost feeling like it's got a slight blanket over the speakers. Not to say it's muddy, but the stereo just has a bit more clarity going for it than the mono. There's also the sound effects at the start of many of the tracks. Ray wanted them at the start of all of them, but the record label wouldn't let him. And generally speaking, these are panned far left or right, and sometimes both in the stereo mix where obviously they're centrally panned in mono. But let's dig into the album now, starting with track one, an absolute classic Kinks rocker called Party Line, which Dave rips away on the vocals on. We're also going to get a little look at those opening sound effects, but also the fact that the stereo here is so narrow that it almost just feels like it's slightly left-leaning. Maybe the vocal is a bit more left-leaning than the backing track. But apart from that, the mix is very similar between the two. I'll play you the mono and then move that into the stereo, but then we'll go to the fade where it's ever so slightly different. So let's start with the mono and move to the stereo. Hello, who's that speaking please? We'll start the fade in stereo and then play it again in mono where it's ever so slightly different. Mono. Track two on the album, Rosie, Won't You Please Come Home, is slightly more stereo with the lead vocal centralized, the backing track ever so slightly panned to the right and reverb for that backing track panned all the way to the left. Now, interestingly, in the mono, the vocal is more dominant, sticking out a little bit more with the backing track feeling a little bit more buried. Although, despite this, in the second verse, the harpsichord seems to stick out more in stereo and at points the vocal seems to get a bit lost in the mix. Let's play in mono and then in stereo. Take a look and see if you like it, if you like it. Stereo. Don't know what's there. 
This is another track with an interesting fade where it starts later in stereo but also finishes earlier, meaning you get a bit more of the track at full volume but you also get a bit less of the track, whereas the mono is a more gradual and longer natural fade. Let's play that full fade in mono first and now I'll play it again completely, this time in stereo. Will you please come back? And again in stereo. Track three, Dandy, a track that was actually a hit for Herman's Hermits in the US, has a very close sounding stereo and mono mix. However, in the stereo, one might argue that the acoustic guitar dominates a little more in a percussive manner, along with the hi-hat being more identifiable in stereo. But this could be down to the EQ either in the mix or on the master itself. I'm going to transfer from the more natural sounding mono into the slightly more percussive stereo for you before looking once again at the fade. Pouring out your charm to meet your own demands and turn it off at will. Oh, they long for dandy, dandy, knocking on the back door window. Hubby's gone away. Now, finally, at the end of the track, it doesn't fade out per se, but the decay on the final note differs greatly between the two mixes, with the mono being notably longer than the stereo. Let's obviously start with the stereo, and then we'll move that gracefully into the mono. Mono. We move on now to the absolutely wonderful Too Much On My Mind, Ray's probably most confessional piece on the album. And interestingly, there's not too many little individual differences between the mixes, but rather a difference in the way the whole mix is composed, with the stereo being slightly more dynamically mixed, with the first section being softer relative to the rest of the track, compared to mono where they're a bit more of a homogenous volume. This results in the band kicking in with a much more dynamic shift, and when the drums really enter, they sound much bigger in stereo than they do in the already decently sized mono. To give a full flavour of this, I'm going to play you this section in mono and then go back around and play it for you again in stereo so you can really get a feel for how it sounds in mono and then get a feel for how much wider and just more magical it sounds in the great stereo mix despite being pretty narrow but not purely mono. There's too much on my mind there's too much on my mind And I can't sleep at night Thinking about it I'm thinking all the time There's too much on my mind It seems there's more to life Than just to live it There's too much on my mind and there 
go back around and hear that more dynamically in stereo. There's too much on my mind There's too much on my mind And I can't sleep at night Thinking about it side session man features the first of many tracks in this album that have the opening sound effects edited at a different point into the main track here in stereo the track comes in noticeably earlier although because of the hang from the harpsichord it's not too noticeable overall what i'll do is i'll play you where it comes in in mono and then i'll play you where it comes in in stereo and just see if you can gauge how long that hang feels between them and then going to play a little hidden bit from behind these bits after these two sections so come back round for that he never will forget us. and again in stereo He never will forget it Now, you may have heard this in the background, especially in the centre channel of the stereo, but clearly at the start of the track, Ray was either warming up or something similar, but you can hear this ghost voice singing the first line of the song. I tried to isolate it and boost it for you, and I'm going to play you that now to so take a really close listen. This isn't really a mixing difference, it's more of a mixing sort of tidbit in the background. Now, most of the mixed differences in this track land in the backing vocals, and that is more in the verse, especially the second verse. The backing vocals would appear to be a bit lower in the mix, although they're not particularly dominant at any point. However, in the sort of Accession Man bridge, it's worth noting that they actually become louder here, which is an interesting contrast for sure. Let's start with the verse, where they're a little more buried in mono, and then the stereo, where they pop out a bit more, and then we'll move to the other difference noted. Stereo. And now, as mentioned in the bridge, there's the Accession Man backing vocals, which dominate, but in stereo, they're noticeably louder than they are in mono. Let's hear that in stereo first, and then we'll move between that and the mono a couple of times so you can really feel the difference. Starting, as said, in stereo. Accession Man. To mono. Accession Man. 
and back to stereo. A session and playing at the different studio every day. And it wouldn't be an episode of Mixology if we didn't have to mention the fade-out every five seconds. And in this track, the fade-out is once again longer in mono than it is in stereo. Let's, as usual, start with the stereo and I'll transition to that mono for you, informing you when. Mono. We got a back-to-back -back look at tracks that start with different timed sound effects at the beginning here, and this is a pretty noticeable one. This is the track Rainy Day in June, and in mono you get the thunderstorm at the beginning, and it really bubbles along for quite a while afterwards. But in stereo, this happens in the left channel, pans quickly to the right, and then the track kicks in and it rumbles away in the background for a while. Let's start with the long mono and then play the short stereo for you. Stereo. Now, focus on the lead vocal in the stereo mix and how it's slightly wetter than it is in mono. Here's the stereo, and I'll play you the mono. The mono. Backing vocals throughout the track in mono are pretty soft, but they have a bit more of a wetness and ambient sound to them, where in stereo they're pretty dry and kind of just sit there. I'll play you an example going into the first chorus now, where you can hear the ooze and then the everybody felt the rain response vocals. Starting with the mono, and then I'll play it again in stereo and try and listen around the thunder sound effect, which kind of drowns them out a bit. In stereo. No reasoning. This rainy day in June. Everybody felt the rain. Everybody felt the rain. Everybody felt the rain. Now, the second time that thunder sound effect comes around, it's slightly later in stereo than it is in mono, feeling more on beat in mono, but off the beat in stereo. Let's play the more timed mono mix, followed by the off time stereo. Everybody felt the rain. Finally, the fade out is classically much longer in stereo this time. Start with the mono and then transfer to the stereo. Everybody felt the rain. Everybody felt the rain. Everybody felt the rain. 
stereo. Finally, to close out side one, we get the first part of the house story, if you like, which concludes on side two. And it's a classic Kinks rocker in the vein of Party Line earlier. And also in the vein of Party Line earlier, there's no real discernible differences. The fade out is maybe a smidge longer in mono, but it's so small it's completely unnoticeable without actually completely A-being the tracks in your own accord. The track itself is also only slightly panned, with the backing track being panned about 10% right and the lead vocal being 10% left. However, interestingly, this seems to have somehow swapped by the end of the track, and you can hear the vocal audibly pan on the word smug. I'm going to play that little bit now, just so you can hear that fine little mixing tidbit, and then we'll move on to side two, with a very interesting mix of the first track there. And it's also smug, oh yeah! As we move into side two, we start with the wonderful Holiday in Waikiki, a great track that resembles Stone's 19th Nervous Breakdown pretty closely, but the two mixes in mono and stereo do not resemble each other very much at all. We're going to do a little double mix difference for the beginning of this, as a lot of it comes in the intro, and that is that first of all, the wave sound effects to open the track are not only a different length between two mixes, but come in at different points. So the wave sounds that you hear in the mono are not the ones you hear in the stereo. It's somewhere else along the sound effects tape, if you like. Secondly, the main band track, which helps you has the drums, guitar, bass, etc., is mixed significantly lower in the stereo, whereas the overdub track, mainly for the extra toms, and lead guitar is much louder in stereo, it's very noticeable when it comes in, whereas in mono it doesn't really stand out in the same way. And then once the drums themselves kick in, the cymbals are far harsher in stereo than they are in mono. So let's hear all of that in mono and then again in stereo. Again in stereo. difference here is the way the vocal is mixed. In mono it's pretty dry and it has a sort of telephone EQ effect similar to how Ray's voice sounds on dedicated follower fashion. However in stereo it's had some reverb applied and is also in full EQ sound. Let's hear the cleaner stereo and the more processed and drier mono. I didn't realize it was commercialized when I unpacked what they Now, after the lead guitar part here, there's a little slide, which in mono is just the one guitar, but in stereo, there's a higher pitch, sort of more slide sounding guitar mixed in with that. Let's hear it in mono and then hear that added in in stereo.
again in stereo. Now, as mentioned earlier, the sound effects tape used on each mix was reused during the mixing process, which means that it doesn't play at the same time every time. Now here I wanted to emphasize how in the breakdown near the end of the track, this does indeed differ. Now what I've done is sync up a fold down of the stereo into the right hand channel and the mono mix to the left. So all the wave sounds you hear in the left are from the mono mix and from the right they're in the stereo mix and you'll hear how they don't line up at all. So enjoy this very special little comparison mix I've made here. That quite conveniently also shows the different lengths and fade out with the stereo which is panned right as I said, obviously fading out for slightly longer as the fade starts later, but interestingly with its length it meets the mono at one point as the track slowly pans a little bit to the left and then back to the right for the longer final bit of the stereo. Now the next track, Most Exclusive Residence to Sail, the sequel to House in the Country, much like that track doesn't feature too many differences, although it does feature slightly more than that does, with a vocal that is slightly wetter in stereo than it is in mono due to the typical reverb panned over to one side of the stereo mix here. So let's start with the dry mono and then I'll transition that into the wetter stereo. As a typical bonus on this track, the fade is once again slightly longer in stereo. So let's start with the mono and move to the stereo. Our next track, Fancy, a more acoustic-led but still band-driven track on the album, is pretty similar in its mixes, although in stereo the vocal is a bit wetter, but it's also less compressed than it is in mono, making it appear louder than the vocal in mono at various points. I'm going to start you with the mono, and we'll move to the stereo, back to the mono, and then back to the stereo again, just to give a fair comparison here. Look around me to stereo if you will fancy all the girls you see back to mono back to stereo Ooh. and finally 
finally, the fade starts later in stereo but ends at the same point, making it a bit more of a sudden ending. I'll play you the natural fade of the mono and then the more sudden fade of the stereo. And again in stereo. Our next track on the album, Little Miss Queen of Darkness, is simultaneously probably my favourite track on the album and also the one with the most dramatic differences. During the intro it starts with a little guitar figure which is the same in both mixes but then there's a little tapping that is much louder in the stereo mix than it is in the mono mix. It's just there to keep time but then once the main track kicks in there's some elements that are faded up much later in the mono mix and some in different manners that start immediately in the stereo mix and persist throughout and these include an electric guitar sort of stabbing away, kick drum and some hand claps. And to top it all off, of course, we have the usual requisite panned reverb in the stereo mix. Let's start that in the mono mix, and now I'll play you it again in the stereo mix. <laughs> Again, in stereo. Well, I made her accidentally in a little discotheque. And she acted all so friendly to every fella that she met. Now, these sound effects, when they do eventually come in in the track much later in mono, they're also mixed much softer, and when the electric comes in isn't necessarily when the rest of the elements come in either. We're going to hear where those come in now in two separate other differences, and that is that in the drum solo in the middle of the track, in mono it's got a very heavy distant sounding reverb on it, giving it a bit more of like a distant music hall and otherworldly feel, whereas in stereo it's just dry and sits there up front. It's still a great performance by Mick Avery, but the mixing leaves a lot to be desired. So we'll start in mono, move to the stereo, and then we'll move back to the mono and I'll let it run into that final verse so you can hear where the electric guitar comes in much softer than it does in what you've been hearing in the stereo. To stereo. attention to how the drums fade out here. There was something missing from her carefree little life. And she'll never 
And now let's play that last section again and notice how the drums just stay continuous and kind of hard edit into the verse and again how that electric guitar is a bit louder and stereo here and is consistent as it has been across the track. There was something missing from her carefree little life And she'll never understand you when you're kissing and now finally in the outro, kind of representative of the previous drum solo, the kick drum finally enters into the track, but in stereo it just sits there like the drum solo did in the same mix, but in mono it's had that same heavy reverb applied. Let's hear it in stereo and then we'll move to the wetter mono. Our final track with a notable difference on the album, You're Looking Fine, is Dave Davies's sort of swoony, swaggery lead vocal on the second half of the album. And interestingly, the stereo mix, kind of like the mixes that we've been through so far, is a lot more hi-fi than the mono mix, giving it a bit more clarity compared to the mono mix, which sounds like it's been through quite a few tape generations at some point. And maybe this remaster is sourced from that, who knows at this point. But the vocal in the stereo does sound a hair louder and it's due to this that we're going to say it, it does have a slight difference. So let's start with the mono and we'll move into the almost night and day sound of the stereo mix. And of course, finally, the decay at the end of this track is a hair longer in stereo. Let's start with the mono and then we'll shift straight to that stereo at that crucial moment. Stereo. Now our last two tracks unfortunately would appear to just be dubs of the original mono mixes used. Sunny Afternoon, obviously issued as a single before this album came out, features here in a mix that sounds exactly like the mono single version but panned ever so slightly to the left, which is a strange choice of course. And then the final track on the album, I'll Remember, which sounds very clearly like an outtake from the previous album, The Kink Controversy, is weirdly mono, 
but sounds like it's got some weird stereo artifacts going on. We won't listen to a bit of Sunny Afternoon because there's no point, but for this I'll start with the true mono and then move into the dodgy sounding mono stereo mix. <laughs> Into stereo. I remember everything we did. I remember best of all the love we shared, the tears that fell now. I remember everything you said to me. And with that, we've reached the end of another very exciting episode of Mixology. I was very happy to be able to finally take a look at another Kinks album after a user on Podbean named Kinks uh, was very enthusiastic about my Something Else episode and said he'd look forward to me doing further Kinks albums such as Face to Face. So this is for you and also for numerous other listeners who I'm sure were looking forward to it as well. Until I'd listened to the stereo mix for this mixology, I never quite realised how different yet not so it was the mono mix i knew about little miss queen of darkness but the clarity difference really blew me away and some of the other differences surprised me as well i've had a lot of fun as per usual and next week i'm going to be taking a little look at nilsson's second lp aerial ballet so look forward to that i'm going with the expectation there's not too many differences outside of the two key tracks on the album being more reverb heavy mono but we'll have to wait and see if that's true but all that's left to say is, thank you very much for listening. Remember, you can get in touch with the show at backtomonoradio at gmail.com, which you can find in the show notes as well, as well as a link to the Facebook group for the Back to Mono and Mixology shows. It's not particularly active, but if enough of you join in and start sharing some of your favorite mono mixes and mono stereo mix differences, we can start a nice little community there, and I'm sure it'll be a lot of fun. But... As I said, thank you very much for tuning in. Thank you so much for listening. And whoever you are, and wherever you are, have a great, great day. Mm